Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name's Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for taking a listen to this episode of the Kids Ministry Collective. So glad that you're joining us today, and I thank you for your support and encouragement of the KMC Podcast. Appreciate each and every one that listens to our podcast, and again, say thank you for being a part of our Kidman Ministry Collective Facebook group. If you're not part of the Facebook group, I want to encourage you to come join us. Make sure you answer the questions, though, because that's how we know you're legit in what you do. So, again, thanks for listening to this episode. Lately, I've had a lot of questions come at me about leadership. It seems to be that a lot of leaders are struggling with their own leadership and the view of their leadership, how to serve under certain kinds of leaders. And so I want to take a few minutes and share a few lessons that I've learned over my 30 years. So consider this a little free KMC coaching segment, uh, if you will. But I wanted to share some things that God has brought to my mind as, as important lessons for all of us as leaders, reminders for myself as well as for you. I hope that you'll enjoy them. One of the things that I know is we have to check our water lines. Um, now, I'm not a sailor. I, I don't love going out on boats. I do love cruising. And one of the things I noticed as I've learned about ships and different things that they have to do for maintenance I found it very interesting, and I saw one of uh, one of the people that I respect in coaching and leadership discuss the idea of our water line. And the water line is what's exposed when the hole comes out of the water. And a lot of times they will pull ships into what they call dry dock so they can clean the water line and evaluate it because that water line is where the ships take on a lot of stress. Don't notice it because, again, it's below view our eyes, it's in the water. When we pull these ships out, that's when we see what's been happening. Water hits them on a daily basis, and it puts pressure on it, and impact and corrosion happens at the water line. So these ships must be inspected from time to time to make sure that their water lines aren't becoming too weak. How's your water line? How are you doing spiritually, emotionally, physically? you stopped to check lately? Because that is a crucial thing to your leadership influence. If you're not checking your water line, stopping and doing a clean and check periodically, it can be dangerous to you and to those that you lead. I want to give you some thoughts this morning, first off, about how you can check your water line and some things that you should be asking yourself. Socrates famously said that an unexamined life is not worth living. I think that's true, but I also think that if we allow God to transform us, build in us, we can live amazing, abundant-filled lives, and we can lead in amazing and abundant-filled ways. So I want to challenge you to think about today with me a few things. One of the things that happens sometimes, especially in seasons like a lot of us are in, we face resistance. When resistance happens, sometimes we turn make it a real negative issue. I want to challenge you, because I've seen a lot of leaders think about leaving their positions just because they get some resistance. Me, that would tell me there's some weakness in their waterline. 
want to ask you to consider that sometimes resistance is for God to get your attention. He's using it to get your attention. And I know it would be easier to avoid it, skip it, to push that all together out. Listen, we need to evaluate how we handle resistance when it comes to our waterline, when it comes to our leadership. So I, w- I want to ask some questions. I want you to think about some of these kind of things to process, help you process your past and even your current situation as a leader. I want you to start off by thinking, what's going right? Maybe you need to write some of these things down. Do you sense God's blessings in your ministry and in your own personal life? Where are you seeing God's affirmation? Where do you see God working right now in you and around you? It's good to reflect on these things and to write them down. Take a few moments and do that. Another part I would ask you to consider is ask what's going wrong right now. Where are you experiencing some of your greatest struggles? Where do you think you need to focus some of your greater efforts? Where are you on your journey with God? How's your motion into his word? What is your prayer life? Find yourself resisting some of the things God's prompting on your heart? Those are questions that should cause you to pause and check your waterline. Maybe another good question to ask is, what seems confusing? What's perplexing you? What has you stuck these moments? What, aren't, what isn't coming together for you in a natural way? Where does God want you to move forward and you just feel like you can't? Ever felt that? No, I have. There have been times in my life where I have felt like I can't take another step forward and I didn't know why. It wasn't until I would take some time to stop, to reflect, to sit down with my coach, do some question and answers, or then they could probe a little bit deeper and figure out that I had some resistance going on. That was part of what was adding to my confusion and feeling of being stuck and not being able to push through. A good question to ask during this season is, what's missing? What's the gap between the problem and the answers? And also, where do you feel the freest? Where do you feel the most able to just go at full speed? Where do you need the greatest help right now? Again, you need to ask, where is God leading you? Sometimes that is to another ministry, and other times it's to change the ministry that you're in. See it from a different perspective or do it from a different angle or do something new. We need to take some time to check our hearts and check our water lines in this area. I think there's some keys as you start to discover some of these things and some of the answers as you start to look at it. You also have to be one ready to say, am I willing to obey? One of the primary ways that God moves a follower through evaluation is to bring their heart to surrender, to obedience. God often challenges us to uh, really, I think uh, their authors have called it a crisis of faith, where we are really going to have to say, do I really believe and trust God for his provision, for his wisdom, for that next breakthrough? I really trust him? Am I going to believe his truth? Am I going to believe his word that he says, I will supply all your needs? Do you believe it when he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you? Do you believe when he says that you will never lack wisdom when you ask? The obedience check involves total surrender. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves every day to re-surrender our heart, recommit our life to following his way. And are we willing to go to the full step of obedience like Abraham? He was willing to sacrifice Isaac. That challenge, that crisis of faith took him to a whole new level and power and clarity with his God. Maybe we need that kind of obedience check.
not asking us to sacrifice our children. Please don't go there. But I am saying, what are you willing to give up, let go of? Maybe you've been pursuing fame and popularity and to be noticed. Now's the time to surrender it and let it go. Say, okay, God, perform only to the audience of one. I also think another thing that God uses as we re- evaluate and we check our waterline is he checks our integrity, checks our heart's consistency. He checks our inward conviction and our outward behavior. It's important for us to see where we are spending our time, our talents, and our treasure. Say one thing, but those things will show if we're doing it or we're not. I want to challenge you to check your heart in the area of integrity and are you doing all that you claim to be doing. Sometimes we overstate for our senior leaders what we're doing and what we're working on because we don't want them to think less of us. Maybe we need to repent of that. We need to su- submit ourselves and our heart speaking the truth. I wish in our church world we would have more room for people to s- express weakness and doubt and fears. Fortunately, sometimes we don't have that. And depending on the leader you serve under, sometimes it may be very fearful to do to admit that you're struggling with some areas. That's why I've been so thankful for my coaches and my mentors in the past. And it's something that I do for my student coaching students in the KMC coaching program. Give them that safe place to talk and to share where they can't always say it in front of their leader. And we talk through how can we demonstrate those things to our leaders. I've helped some leaders talk with their senior leaders about what's going on in their world. It's been amazing the breakthroughs that it's had. I remember serving under a very toxic leader who was verbally abusive in many ways to not just me, but to other staff members. So it became a very huge fear point in my life to even think about saying, well, I didn't get this done or that done, because I knew his reaction would be through the roof. So there were times that I did lie. It makes me sick to have to confess that, but I did, because I was trying to cover my own backside because I was scared to be real. I finally got to a point where I was not going to do that anymore, and I confessed to God that even if it cost me my job, I was going to be a man of integrity. I would never let a leader move me away from that needle. I was going to keep it on living holy and pure. I challenge you to guard your heart, guard your integrity, no matter what. If you're so fearful of a leader and their reaction, you being human, you being real, And you really need to consider whether you should stay or whether you should go. Ultimately, for me, I realized I needed to get out from under that leader, and I left. I was not going to stay in a place where I served under somebody who was so toxic, who was causing me to become somebody that I did not want to be. If you want to grow as a leader, there are certain non-negotiables you need to have, especially those of you that are in younger in ministry, just starting out. I want to challenge you. Set down some stakes in the ground, things that you will not tolerate. You will not bend and break on. Non-negotiables for you. Drive those stakes deep into the spiritual ground and into your heart and commit them before the Lord. Hold your ground. No job, no position is worth losing your integrity, your truth, living righteous and holy before the Lord. Nothing. Those of you that are in ministry, I want to challenge you to reclaim the ground if you've compromised it. Take those stakes back down. Recommit that you're going to live before the Lord no fear of man. You're going to do all that God asks you to do. Check your integrity. Check your obedience. Check your words. I want to know, how are you doing in the Word? Voice recognition is important. You know, sometimes when we talk to our phone, it doesn't always recognize all the words that we want it to do. Sometimes it puts down things in text messages that we didn't want it to say. Well, 
I often look at that and go, is that like when we look at God's Word and we're trying to hear what the Spirit has to say? We hear Him clearly, or is His message jumbled, unclear in our hearts and our minds? We're in God's Word, and if we become more mature in using and handling God's Word, words will always ring clear. should never be a doubt of what God is saying to us. Sure, at times we may not understand it fully. Clarity shouldn't be a problem. God always speaks clear in His Word. He means what He says, and He says what He means. It's up to us to build discernment through the Spirit. Understand. God's Word says that His Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. I think that's pretty clear. Oftentimes, as leaders, we get it cloudy. We hinder the light. We don't reflect it well. Joshua was given a call from God to heed the word and truth that Moses had spoken to him, not to stray from that truth, to let it guide his call to take Israel into the promised land. See, when leaders listen clearly to the word, when we walk in obedience and we walk in integrity, when God speaks, we know we can boldly lead forward. I think sometimes in this season, especially now, we need to be more people of the word than ever. Not make the word fit what we want it to fit. Oh, brothers and sisters, my heart grieves to see so many trying to change the meaning of the scripts, trying to change it to fit what we want to be comfortable with. It soothes us. We don't like the things that dig deep and wound and go, oh, that is so harsh. It seems so intolerant and hateful. God's word is clear on what we as Christians are supposed to do clear on how holy and righteous God is. It's clear about his judgment and wrath, clear on his perfection, his commands. I want to challenge you to listen to God's word. Then I also want you to pay attention to one more thing. I believe God uses his word and then he confirms it with divine contacts and confirmation. God uses significant people and voices and relationships, authors and music. Amazing the tools that he will use confirm in us we're taking the right steps forward as a leader. I want to encourage you that if you're struggling today as a leader, turn to him and ask God for that clarity that you need, and ask him to confirm it in only the divine way that he can, so that you won't mistake what he's telling you to do. Divine contacts are powerful. They're usually not planned by us. We'll tell you almost 90% of the time, God has always surprised me with a divine contact that confirms exactly what I'm doing. One of the confirmations he gave me recently is the confirmation of, of letting my wife hear a word in her mind and her heart about the name of ministry that we were launching called Restoring Leaders. God gave her the name and me the name at totally separate times. To me, that was a divine contact confirming the dream that God had called in my heart lead pastors to shepherd shepherds, pastor the pastors. That's what I'm doing today. That's why Restoring Leaders is launching retreats very soon. We can't wait to get these in-person retreats going so we can give you guys the opportunity to step aside for a while, heal, slow down, to take a breath, to rest, to laugh, to connect, be restored in your heart and your soul and your mind, so that you can go back as a leader, fully engaged, listening to all that God wants you to do, ready and recommitted to your calling as if day one was all over again. Yes, I think you can have another day one in your life. What excites me the most about ministry, that God renews our callings all the time. 
I know some of us are getting discouraged and we're tired and we're looking into the new year and we're looking at new programs in the summer, getting a little nervous about outreaches and events for the summer and how do we do those and if we can do those and understand the stress level has never been higher. That's why I think it's so important for us to check our water lines, make sure that we're renewed in our calling, we're resilient in our faith, that we're closer to our Father than we've ever been before. I want to challenge you and encourage you today that I believe there are great things ahead of us, great opportunities of ministry ahead of us for churches to communicate to their communities. God loves them and cares for them and is there for them. And You know, yes, it's going to be a challenge. Yes, it's going to be hard. You can be a great leader. I know some of you struggle with organization and time management, and you wonder, how can I get better when get all these things done? How do I actually get a day off? How do I build a team and help me when it feels like I'm only the one that cares about ministry? There's no one else that wants to serve. I can barely find volunteers right now. And I want to encourage you. God knows those needs. I want to ask a tough question. Are you ready for him to deliver on what you're asking for? You prepared in advance for what he wants to do. Sometimes, this is a hard lesson I had to learn, that God doesn't give us things unless we truly are ready for his blessing. And so I want you to consider, that if you're not ready, probably why he's not answering and giving you what you want yet. How do you get there? Well, you start by checking your water line. Start by checking what you are doing, what you should be doing, and what you shouldn't be doing. If you're not clear about any of these things, I challenge you, consider finding a coach. It doesn't have to be me as, as a coach. There are other coaches out there that are doing a fantastic job. I would challenge you to find someone that can walk alongside you, someone that can be not an answer man, someone who can be a guide, help you pull from within the answers that God has placed inside of you. My philosophy and strategy as a coach is to pull out and develop what God has implanted in you not to make you do things the way Tom Bump does them. I truly believe, as my coaches and mentors believed in me, God had placed valuable time and talent and resources inside of me, and it was their job to pull it out and to develop it and to sharpen it and polish it. That's what good coaches do. That's what good leaders do for others. Maybe one of the things you can start doing to renew yourself is to find someone to pour into. Find your Timothy. Find someone that you can invest some time into encouragement. And it's amazing how it renews you as a leader, challenges you as a leader to grow. One of my best times as a leader came when I poured into somebody else, developed their skills. Then it, we became a multiplication table because we were able to multiply ourselves, do more things for the kingdom of God. I want to challenge you that if you want to grow greater things in 2021, think about some of these things because they all impact your waterline. Doing ministry alone is never safe, never healthy. It's never the way God designed it. I truly believe God has designed us all serve in community, develop community, no matter what size church you're in. I've been in churches with 25, 30 people, or three children, me and one other volunteer, but I wasn't doing it alone. I've been in churches up to 5,000, and even struggled with teams and building teams and leaders then. So it happens. Don't think because you're in a smaller church of 100 or 200 or whatever that the churches that have 5,000 and 10,000 don't struggle with these same things and these same tendencies. We all do. 
That's why we all must check our waterline. All must develop inside of us the right heart and the right attitude. Stay in the right place at a sustainable pace. So I hope that this podcast has been encouraging to you. I hope it has helped you with some questions that you can ask. Again, if I can be of service, I would love to help you. I have a few openings in the KMC coaching program. I'd love to journey with you for a few months. Also going to be announcing very soon the new group. It's a mastermind group that's a year-long journey with only a few leaders that I'm going to purposely invest in one-on-one and in a small group. I'm also going to be bringing in some top-tier leaders to speak into this group on a regular basis, challenge them to grow. I want you to rub shoulders with some of my leaders and mentors. I can't wait to develop this group and launch it very soon. Be watching the KMC Facebook group, checking kmccoach.net further details on that as well. Also, if you're a hurting leader, if you're somebody who's been walking wounded lately and burnt, kind of burned out, I want to encourage you to check out restoringleaders.org. There's some online care groups. Soon we're going to be launching a four-session course and four steps to restoration that you can do on a self-paced plan. I hope, pray, 2021 will be a year where you go back to day one renewal you find your passion and your drive in ways that you've never done, that you develop other leaders to lead more and reach more with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Bless. Thanks again for listening. Can't wait to share. We've got some great leaders and guests coming up on the podcast, so look forward to next week's episode of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. My name's Tom Bump. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.